now for Soundbite. Every Tuesday, I invite a guest on the show to share their food memories attached to a particular dish. Now, this week, Anjali Kelka is my guest. Anjali left India when she was 19, and she has been in Hong Kong now for 15 years, but has lived in seven countries and 11 cities. So I'm sure she has many great memories to share. Let me welcome her to Soundbite. Good afternoon to you, Anjali. Hello. Hi, Sadia. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, um, I'm very impressed by the fact that, my goodness, you've lived in an awful lot of countries, eh? <laughs> Which have, ones? <laughs> where Where have you been? Oh, France, Philippines, Mexico, US, oh, uh, Hong good. Kong, Singapore, India. Wow. Gosh, that is amazing. That's really great. So in this time, were you sort of, you were working in all of these places? Yeah, I went to school in the U.S. and France, and I was working in various other places, uh, working, living, studying. Wow. Um, yeah. And and Hong Kong now, this is this is the longest time that you've stayed anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, this is the longest time I've uh, lived anywhere in my entire life, I think. Wow. Okay, so Anjali, I mean, in those travels, you must have sort of really experienced a lot in terms of different cuisines. Are you sort of... Are you keen are you, when you when you're staying in places? Do you try everything that's available to you? I do. I try as much as possible to go to local places. Um, I'm not a fan of uh, starred restaurants and restaurants with mm. massive views. Mm-hmm. I like to discover places that are as authentic as possible. Chat with the chefs, get recipes, and uh, learn to cook. Uh, food as authentically as possible. Oh, that sounds great. I must admit, I, I share your view on, on not going for just all these kind of posh restaurants, things like that. I think the good food is down there in these small places and family-run places in, in, everywhere, really. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so now your soundbite. Um, you were recommended, actually, to come on Soundbite, so therefore I got in touch with you and, and asked you. So tell me a, a little bit about your soundbite and the memories that you have with it. Yeah, so uh, you know, at the end of all these travels and having lived around the world and tried all sorts of authentic cuisines and tried to cook all of those authentic cuisines, it's funny, isn't it, that you come back to your roots <laughs> you want some sort of comfort. It's it sort of reminds me of the times when we would go on long-distance travel, family vacation. We would take these overnight train journeys, and you know, you're sort of living in wherever you're living in hotels, etc. And then you come back, and parents are exhausted, and basically everyone's exhausted. And mom would just put on this kitchen, mm-hmm. which is basically a very simple um, rice and lentils dish cooked with cumin, a little bit of oil. Uh, fresh ginger and onion and then you know depending on different people uh, people might add more spices and things to it mom always added fresh cloves mm-hmm. when the oil was hot and that gave it a really special burst of flavor and that always is something that i will never make a kitchen without uh, that burst of flavor from three or four cloves mm-hmm. um yeah so so it sort of became like this thing of oh at the end of a long journey you want to collapse into some sort of comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel after my long journey of traveling around the world for the last however many decades, uh, it's sort of become my Sunday go-to at least three three times a month for sure. I will make kitchen uh, in the evening. I'll invite a friend or two. 
um, and it's sort of rather than making a big curry and a drama of an Indian meal or a Mexican fiesta or a French something, this chicken is simple. Adobo, I yeah. just go down to the basics. It's and a I simple try. dish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's get it ready for Monday. Let's eat. Uh, let's eat something that's actually a 2,000-year-old recipe. Let's celebrate that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, this uh, I've, I'm familiar with kitri because I, I think it is very much a kind of comfort food. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think perhaps in different places, people make it slightly differently because I know that, you know, when I was growing up as a child, um, my mum used to make it. And it usually was like sometimes it was because somebody wasn't feeling very well <laughs> or, they, yeah. or they had a or tooth or something and and because it's just like a it's about i suppose it's a bit like you know the you know the chinese equivalent would be just the the congee that you have Absolutely. Um, yeah apart from the congee is mainly just rice mm-hmm. while this has has lentils in it too doesn't yeah. it yeah it, this is definitely uh, much more healthy uh, because it's a mixture of lentils and rice uh-huh. And it also has, it, it's also basically vegan unless you want to add ghee in it. Yeah. So, yeah. so that goes for a lot of uh, people who are you know, wanting vegetarian or vegan. And it also has cumin seed and ginger. Both of these are considered to have um, uh, digestive properties. So mm-hmm. both of them help with indigestion and digestion in general. So And it's an easy dish work. to make, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't take too long to make it, does it? Yeah, the only time khichri goes wrong is if it's burnt. Otherwise, oh. any version of khichri is a good khichri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've I've noticed too that quite a few people have different preferences. Like you can actually have it quite as a as a wet porridgey consistency, mm-hmm. or lots of people quite like it dry, where you have the lentils quite sort of you can you can see the lentils clearly with the rice, and it's quite a, a dry rice, isn't it? Yeah, that's so true. Uh, and there's you know, a lot of snobbery around it. It's like, oh, we don't make it like that at our place. Ours is more like a pilaf. And then somebody else is like, eeks, that's not a kitchery. Kitchery has to be runny. <laughs> So get into, uh, yeah, fun conversation. That's super. And if somebody wants to see what it looks like, then you can go. There is a photograph there on my Facebook page, Sadi Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK. I think David Hodges, who rang earlier on, hello, David, um, he's already put a little comment on it saying yummy. So, David, (laughs) uh, (laughs) it's easy to make, so you can make it. Now, tell me, Anjali, you know, in your travels, is there any other, you know, you've obviously got so many um, memories attached to all of these countries that you've been to. Mm-hmm. Any other mm-hmm. significant food things that come into mind that you haven't forgotten about? There is one. Uh, this is when I lived in Mexico. I was teaching strategic design in a design school, mm-hmm. um, and we were living in Monterrey. And the food in Monterrey was, is largely meat and avocado and maybe coriander, mm-hmm. and maybe you get iceberg lettuce. So mm-hmm. it's just like you know, this is great, but where's the food? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and eventually, as we got to know more of the, the, our colleagues, there were a bunch of us who went there. Um, as we got to know more of our colleagues, we got introduced to this concept called Fonda. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fondas are just like places that are they're almost like private kitchens. Oh, right. Yeah, and you get to eat. Like, you get to eat Mexican food like nobody has ever known before until they came to a Fonda. You know, it's something like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there is nothing to do with Taco Bells and all of the others. Yes, that's right. 
tacos and I mean the, none of that exists. It's just you get thrown into this amazing realm of ancho peppers cooked with cumin and Mexican oregano and uh, this thyme and it's just you just you know you're in some other world of amazingness. Yeah, I know that's that's interesting because so many people. Uh, my husband, um, I think he was at a conference in Mexico at one point, and he was told me that you know when he had food there, it was just amazing, and it was nothing like Mexican food. I mean. There's always an interpretation of food everywhere you go, isn't there? I mean, yes. if you go and have Chinese food in in some parts of the UK, um, believe mm. me, anyone who's Chinese wouldn't think it was like proper Chinese food. It's just <laughs> lots of sweet and sour. And I suppose yes. the same applies for curries that, you know, in uh, certainly in the UK, it'd be like, you know, tikka masala. And that's not something that we cook at all. So yes. so it varies. But the Mexican, so, so in the Mexican, was it mainly sort of um, vegetable stuff or? Or was there meat in that too? Because lots of kind of dips and things there, aren't there? Uh, there was meat, there were vegetables, but it's also how things were cooked. Mm -hmm. uh, and everything wasn't fried and it wasn't crispy and you weren't feeling like you had a bout of indigestion. <laughs> you felt like this was a feast worth repeating every day of your life. Wow. Sounds yeah. so fantastic. So it was really unique, you know. You have the purple corn and then stuff to do with the corn. And, you know, people didn't want to drink tequila. We were drinking um, mezcal and how that mezcal was drunk. And, you know, and what's mezcal? Mezcal is like a tequila, but mm -hmm. like champagne, unless it comes from the state of tequila, that cactus, it's a cactus-based drink. Okay. It can't be called tequila. So everything else is a mezcal, basically. Hmm. Um, and I kind of prefer it to... Uh, Tequila, maybe because it isn't marketed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how much of your travels and your food tastes have you brought back to your own dining table? Do you cook a variety of different things? I do. I do cook a lot of uh, different things. But I think as, as I mature and as my kitchen and me mature together, it's sort of becoming... Um, Sort of a repetition of Mexican cuisine, a variety of Middle Eastern cuisine, African and Indian, and then Thai and Indonesian. I think that's... Wow. Wow, yeah. that sounds pretty impressive to me, I think. <laughs> I'm going to have to check out your dining table. <laughs> That's Hello, great. Well, listen, Anjali, thank you so much. Um, and, you know, for somebody who is perhaps keen on the kitchery, which you can see on my on my Facebook page, just mm -hmm. um, do you want to just run through, if somebody wanted to make it like and give it a try, what do they need? What's the basic stuff they sure. need to put it together? Sure. So you need mung um, uh, beans. Mm -hmm. So you can have them uh, uh, with the with the skin or the skin off. I tend to mix my moong with uh, red lentils, also with the skin off, so in equal proportions. So let's say you're doing a cup, so half a cup of yellow moong and half a cup of orange um, you know, red lentils, so without the cover, and then one cup of rice. Mm -hmm. uh, I generally don't waste uh, basmati rice and kitchri because the whole thing is going to get cooked. Yeah. Uh, it becomes really soft. So these days, my favorite is a Bangladeshi rice called chinigura. Okay. Uh, it's absolutely adorable. It's small, tiny rice, basmati-like, but sort of so much softer and nicer, interesting in texture. It works really well for uh, kitchri. Mm. So 
Okay, um, and then you just put it all together, give it a good wash, and then... Yeah, you want to wash the lentils. I soak them for about an hour before cooking, and uh, then uh, I will mix the chinigura with it. Uh, chinigura it doesn't need soaking. It cooks really fast. Mm-hmm. Then you rinse both of them together. And the meantime, chop half an onion, one-inch ginger, finely chopped. Uh, put it in hot oil, add cumin seeds, add three or four cloves. You might want to add a cardamom or two, a bay leaf. Um, and then, yeah, then your ginger garlic. You don't want to brown it. Remember, we're not making curry. We're not sort of killing ourselves with crazy flavors. We're mm-hmm. trying to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's gently golden, you're good. And then you can add the rinsed out rice and lentils. And you want to typically add about three times the water. You might even add more than three times the water. That's when it all depends on the kind of consistency you want. So for this proportion, I would typically add about eight cups of water. Mm-hmm. I like it nice and loose and yeah, nice and soft. Ish, mm. um, yeah, and then it takes about uh, thirty to forty minutes to cook. You want to you want to let it come to a boil and then reduce it to minimum. Uh, cover it. Uh, I'm a timer person, so I will put a timer uh, for fifteen minutes. Check consistency. And maybe put it for another, keep it cooking for another 15 minutes. And there you go, you have it. And and you can have it with some pickles and and some chutney or something like that. Yeah, I I made fresh amla pickle the other day. That went quite well. Okay, I'm getting awfully hungry. I can hear my stomach now, but <laughs> thank you, Anjali. That was really super. Thank you ever so much. And um, remember, if you are listening to this and you think, oh, I, I, I missed some of that, then don't forget that after the program, you can actually go back and listen to Anjali and uh, the podcast will also be available. So you can always have access to it and you can cook it at home yourself too and check out the picture. And we have a hotline number here too. So if you have problems with it, I can tell you. Anyway, listen, Anjali, thank you so much. Let me just ask you, what are you cooking tonight then? What am I cooking tonight? I have, uh, I think I'm going to do paneer tonight. Uh-huh. I made some fresh paneer this morning, so I'm going to sort of just lightly saute it with fresh onion, uh, green capsicum, and a little bit of red chili, turmeric, and cumin. I, I put cumin in everything. I'm Yeah, it. cumin is nice. I do like it too. As long as you don't kind of burn it in the in the dish, it's nice. Absolutely. It's lovely. And then it's a disaster. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Anjali. Thank you very much for being on Soundbite. That was that was wonderful. And I, I hope you enjoy the meal tonight then. I'll see you Thanks then. Thanks a lot. Okay. And hope you get a chance to have your kitchen soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's my husband's favourite. If ever I say, like, what, what do you want for dinner tonight? And he'll say, make some kitchen. And I'm okay. <laughs> All right, then. Thank you Thank very you. much. All right. And now I have Earth, Wind and Fire. <laughs>